Hey, you guys, how you doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Friday, September 11th. This is episode 999, you guys, right on the cusp of 1,000. And uh, I'm excited that you're here today. Today, I've got a special guest on the show. And we're going to talk pretty openly and honestly about what it's like to be the wife of a police officer. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. A couple of things I want to let you know about before I jump into today's podcast. Uh, obviously, today is the uh, the anniversary of 9-11, 19 years ago today. A lot of you guys will remember where you were. I certainly remember where I was. Uh, we'll be posting some uh, tributes and memorials about 9-11 over at uh, my page today. So check it out over at Instagram and obviously over at any of my social media outlets. Also, I want to thank you guys for joining us for the Bible study. We're just round in the corner finishing our very first week of the Bible study at Momstering International. We're working our way through the book of First Peter. Every Wednesday, I teach live at a Facebook page. And if you guys are not a part of that study, I just want to encourage you to do it. Lots of awesome women studying God's word. And uh, we're going to be going through that for the whole month of September. And then in October, we're going to transition to studying Revelation. And there's never been a better time to do it, you guys. Uh, wow. So many amazing things happening. We know the Bible teaches us that the return of the Lord is imminent. And so we're going to be studying our way through the book of Revelation, letting scripture interpret scripture. So if you're interested in that, this is a great time to join us at Mom Strong International. Next weekend on the 19th of September, I will be joining uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs and Larry Elder and several other people that I really uh, respect and admire at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills for Come Back California. And this is a really great event. I hope you guys will check it out. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. As far as I know, unfortunately, it's an online event. And so I just want you guys to be aware of what's happening, first of all, so you can pray, but you can also watch it live. And so it's called Come Back California, California is worth fighting for. And I certainly think the same thing is true for Washington and Oregon. Uh, our nation is under attack right now. And unfortunately, uh, what the Marxists have succeeded in doing is turning us against each other. And uh, it's been said that this nation will never crumble from the outside. If it's going to be, uh, if it's going to die, it'll die from the inside out. And we are certainly seeing evidences of that happening now. And about a week ago, I was contacted by some of my staff saying that they had received a message from an organization that they thought I would be interested in. And of course, I was. Uh, the Police Wives of America, you can find them at policewivesofamerica.org, are really working to unite police wives across America, and they're encouraging law enforcement families. And I can only imagine what it's like right now to be the wife of a police officer. And the police officers here in Portland, Oregon, where I live and around the Vancouver, Washington area, are treated terribly, not by the majority of people, but the ones that are treating them badly. It is appalling to me. It's absolutely appalling. It's wrong for a hundred different reasons and on a hundred different levels. And so I'm excited today to give uh, Janelle Relat an opportunity to talk to you guys about their organization and give you some practical ways that you can get involved. So Janelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. It's, it's a pleasure to be here and finally talk to you. So thank you. Well you're very welcome. I am excited for uh, my audience to kind of get acquainted with what you're doing. But before we talk about the organization, I'd really like to jump into just your story. I think just uh, 
right out of the shoot just to sort of personalize it. So you're obviously married to a law enforcement officer. And uh, tell us kind of how, how many years you've been doing that. How'd you guys get involved in, in law enforcement? And then I, then we'll kind of shift to talking about how it's different now uh, than it was when you started. Yeah. So, um, so my husband has been in law enforcement for 19 years. In fact, um, he was in the academy, the police academy, when 9-11, the attacks on, on our country happened on September 11th in 2001. Mm. Um, it was before we were married. So we didn't um, get together until 2009. So he had already been a pretty established police officer by then. And um, I have to say, it was it, it's an interesting life. Um, it's definitely one that is very unique. My, I've this is a second marriage for both of us. I was a military wife before. And um, with my ex, I went through five deployments. Um, but honestly, as a police wife, I feel like he goes to war every single day. And that's even before all of this happened. Um, this started happening in the summer of 2020. So now we're just in a completely different arena that um, I never, ever envisioned that we would ever be in. Um, so it's been a tough summer for sure. <laughs> well, and I would imagine that things have changed a lot. Yeah, they sure have. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the um, beginning of June, the end of May, beginning of June, when things started to um, heat up across the nation um, with police officers and the riots and the protests, um, we had always talked about like if civil unrest happened in our city, that mm -hmm. we felt like the best thing to do was have the kids and I leave and go stay with family or friends. And that's exactly what we did on May 31st when things started kind of heating up here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I, I, I thought, you know, this will be going on for a few days. Things will die down. And I had no idea what was in store for us. Um, when we left um, that weekend, um, I went to the East Coast to visit my oldest son who's in the um, serving in the military. And um, I got a message from a neighbor that someone had placed some signs in our yard. And um, so they were targeting police families in our community. And then... Um, a couple of days later, I started getting uh, messages through social media and people were just sending me messages saying, you know, your husband's a white supremacist, um, you know, just evil, hateful messages about uh, my children, about myself, very threatening. And I mean, to be quite honest, we were told to just kind of like lay low, don't put anything on social media that says that you're a police family, don't show anything. Um, on your cars, on your home, just, you know, don't tell anyone that you're a police family. And to be quite honest, at first I complied. And then I thought, no, this isn't okay. We have yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. And so I just started to speak out and kind of fight back and start being a loud voice in this, um, in what's happening here. Um, and yeah, do I still get hate? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm amazed at what people can say to somebody that they don't know, a total stranger. The the level of hate is just beyond. Yeah. And 
And not just that, but also what has been really disheartening is the loss of friendships, um, people that I thought really cared about us, but they no longer wanted to have an association with us, not just on social media, but personally, um, and even family members. Like right now, things are very strained between people in my family, including my own mother, For to be quite honest. So it's been a really difficult summer. So. Well, and something I'm noticing is that when we see these divisions happening, you can almost always divide it down political lines. Yes. We have lost the art of disagreement in this culture. Yes. We don't know how to disagree with each other. We disagree and, you know, someone finds out that you're a conservative or you're, you know, liberal or whatever, and they just write you off. I've actually never seen anything like it in my life. And it kind of shows the level to which the culture has sunk because we don't want discourse anymore. So I'm going to say my opinion. And if you don't agree with me, then too bad for you. We're not going to talk anymore because I think they're, they're on some level of their word that you might be able to change their mind, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so rather than do that, I mean, I don't know if you ever watch uh, Steven Crowder go to college campuses or Charlie Kirk, you know, um, I believe abortion, you know, is murder. Change my mind. And it's amazing to me, these young people that uh, as soon as you challenge their narrative, they just walk away. Right. They, they, there's no discourse anymore. And that's what happens, right? When I know here, uh, Ray Reynolds is a good friend of mine and he's running for uh, political office right now. He also happens to be a black police officer. And he has been telling me about, I mean, literally just horror stories. You know, people are going to uh, the homes of police officers, setting their cars on fire in their driveways in the middle of the night. Yeah. Things like that. It's completely unacceptable. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you fall on. This is wrong. It's wrong on a hundred different levels. And people need to start stepping up and uh, backing what is just godly behavior. We don't do this. I mean, what are we on? Day 105 now, I think, of the riots in Portland. Uh, and we are, we're just seeing a, what I think is a catastrophic level because it's really killing the culture, what's left of it, yeah. of acceptance of something that should never be accepted. And so you guys are really in the line of fire and you became part of an organization, uh, Police Wives of America. You guys are a nonprofit organization. Correct. And what is it that you're, that you're trying to do? So what we're trying to do is really kind of bridge some of these gaps. Um, in Las Vegas, we have a wonderful group of women who have created a local group so that we have support. So for instance, if someone has had a, a scary health diagnosis, you know, we can get a meal train started. Someone has had a baby, we'll bring them a gift. Um, a lot of different support. Well, that support is something that we feel should be spread nationwide. And so that is the uh, primary focus of Police Wives of America, because let me tell you, it is like being on an island alone. Like people in your life as a police family have completely abandoned um, these families. And, um, and so what we're trying to do is reach as many um, spouses across America that we can and encourage them and give them the tools needed to start their own local groups and essentially chapters. And that way that they can, you know, start to grow um, support systems from, for their own, whatever it is that they need. And um, that's what we're trying to do with our social media campaigns and such, because families are feeling really alone. And it's not just the spouses, but mm -hmm. people do not understand the impact this is having on children. And yeah. it's so, I mean, it's so disheartening to hear like 
um, families who say, you know, my children cry every time their mother or father walk out of the door, you know, I mean, they, people do not realize the level of fear that's out there right now that people are dealing with. Well, and you're completely right. I mean, when you say that these guys, a police officer, basically when he goes to work right now, he's going to the front lines because we are at, we're a nation at war with itself right now. Yeah. And there's no, no question uh, in my mind that what these guys are doing is probably more dangerous than it's ever been. And to me, there we should be supporting them more. And I see, I mean, I hope you're seeing a little bit more because here where I live, uh, we see people more and more and more every single day. Uh, we see the flag with the blue stripe on it. We're watching, you know, back the blue people talking about um, backing our police officers, not painting, you know, the brush of the whole police force because of the actions of a few bad men. Right. right. We wouldn't do that for any other profession. I mean, if, if we're going to start doing that, then let's let's start with the Catholic Church. Let's do that. Right. Uh, because there's a few bad priests. There was actually a lot of them. But we haven't painted the whole Catholic Church, but yet that's what we've done to our police officers. And frankly, because of Antifa and organizations like Black Lives Matter, what they're trying to do is create chaos in the culture. Yes. And you can and the only way to create chaos in the culture is to turn it into a lawless culture. And we are we are really at the jumping off place right now of lawlessness. Is that what you guys are seeing? Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, I, 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 again, I feel like it's a nightmare. I cannot wake up from, I mean, what is now, uh, or what was once evil is now seen as good. And what was once good is now seen as evil. I mean, that's the only way that I can explain it. And I, I just don't understand what's happening in our culture and in our country right now. And People refuse to open their eyes. And I wish if everyone out there who's just a little bit skeptical, maybe of, you know, you know, that police officers are, are they really the good guys or the bad guys? Is there really this um, issue that we have in our country? I wish they would just take this into consideration. Mm -hmm. What is being fed to you? via the media and via social media and these organizations that have an agenda, it's called framing. And we're all familiar with framing. We all are guilty of it. When we go and we post something, a photo on social media of ourselves, what do we do? We crop that photo. We cut out what the whole truth is. We don't show the whole picture. And that is what's happening with our, with especially the mainstream media. Yeah. The situations that the police have encountered, they're being cropped. They're being mm -hmm. very intelligent, very well-intentioned, good people are refusing to look at the whole picture. They're refusing to step back and say, let me look at the whole picture. Let me read, um, you know, the police officer's account. Let me take this with a grain of salt of what I'm being fed. And, and mm -hmm. they're just taking it. And accepting it. And, and it's, it's the craziest thing. I mean, we have someone that, um, is being hailed as a hero and he's a sexual predator. It's I, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I can, I cannot wrap my head around it whatsoever. I just can't. Well, and I know that, uh, you know, it's an election year and I, you know, I've been saying for a long time, we got the election virus going around. So there's all this tension. 
right? People who are completely, everybody's uh, on their, you know, uh, they're just, we're just tense right now. And it's so thick. You can cut it with a knife. There's a spirit of fear in the culture right now. I talked about this last week, you know, it kind of attaches itself to you like Gollum, you know, from uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, and he sits on your shoulder and he just whispers in your ear, you know, you let go of that fear, but that fear is like his precious. And so you need it. He needs it, you know, and I'm watching this just it's a really a disintegration. It's a lack, you know, and I've said this a hundred, you know, a hundred trillion times here at the podcast. It is a lack of faith in God. We have, uh, we have lost our way as a nation. Once we start taking God out of our schools and we took him out of the government, we thought separation of church and state. Whenever you remove God from the equation, evil fills the vacuum. Right. And we're watching this happen across the nation. People, of men and women of faith and of conviction need to get back on onto the front lines, off the sidelines and onto the front lines. And one of the ways they can do that is by uh, supporting their local police officers. And so I really want to give, I'd like to give just an issue, a call to action today and have you explain to people how they can get involved in organizations like Police Wives of America. How can they practically support and encourage law enforcement. Thank you for that. And on that note, one of the things I wanted to just reiterate that you just said is people don't realize churches, Christians are turning on police families. Oh, it's true. I know. Well, I, there was a church which shall remain nameless. There's a church uh, here in, in Vancouver and I uh, darkened the doors of that church probably for the last time ever and saw a big mural in the front. When you walk in the front of the church, you see a mural, not of, not of Jesus, not of the Sermon on the Mount, not of the Beatitudes, but of Black Lives Matter and the struggle that they're having with police. And I was just sickened by this. Again, it is a lack of understanding. And I'm not saying that all the police officers are good. That's, you know, not all teachers are good. Not all mothers are good. There are bad people in literally every profession. But what we're doing right now is criminal. It's right. criminal. And and the churches do have a lot. They absolutely are culpable, I think, for a lot of it. So we can change the narrative, but we got to do it one family who decides to get brave at a time. Exactly. And there and it should also be said that black lives do matter. Absolutely they do. It's not the message that is hurting people. It's the movement. And the movement is the organization behind it. So what, That's right. And what we're trying to do is, um, on a practical sense, if people out there feel compelled to help and reach out, like I said, it's not just our law enforcement officers that are hurting. It is their spouses and it is their children. And um, although I can't give any specific details on this, but we are traveling to the Portland area. There's a group of us coming from across America, and um, there is a wonderful group of people up in Portland who've been supporting the law enforcement officers who are essentially deployed there. I mean, if you can imagine, they're literally in a war zone on American soil. And so what we plan to do is to go and offer some relief. They've been feeding these law enforcement officers. So we're going to, we're raising money for that. And we're going to go up there sometime in September. And what we would love for people to do is write a letter of encouragement or a card and address it to just simply law enforcement officer or spouse of law enforcement officer or child of law enforcement officer. And what we would love to do is take these letters and cards and disperse them on our trip and just let these noble 
and brave men and women know that they have not been forgotten and that there is support behind them. And so how do they do that? To re- Do they reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you and say, hey, I'm, I want to help? Okay. So um, we actually, um, are, we can accept them via snail mail. We do have a website. Um, and I was told you can put these in your show notes. So if mm-hmm. you don't have a pen, so policewivesofamerica.org and you can contact us there. And um, we have a PO box if you'd like to send them to us via PO box. And again, you can just put them in a larger envelope or something. Um, put it care of Police Wives of America. And the address is 7260 West Azure, and it's A-Z-U-R-E Drive, P.O. Box 140-184, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89130. And again, just send them these to us. We're going to stay in contact with these folks up in Portland, um, Portland and Seattle area to, um, you know, over, we hope to like actually kind of connect with them going forward. So even if you listen to this at a later date and you'd like to support, we, it sounds like this is going to be going on for quite some time. We would definitely love to disperse those letters and cards of encouragement. And again, just let these noble and brave warriors know they have not been forgotten and there is support behind them. Yeah, it's probably more important. It's always important, you know, but it's more important now than it's ever been. I've been kind of amazed to watch, you know, over the years as we've we've seen who the public schools are bringing in and holding up as examples to children. And when I was a child, you know, we had career day and there was career day and we heard from teachers and librarians and doctors and attorneys and electricians. Now these kids are hearing from activists and transgender enthusiasts and people who have literally lost their minds. And it's like we're just upside down. And the only way to right the ship is for people to actually get out there and start pushing the ship back up to upright again. And that's the the reason I'm traveling to California next week to speak. It's the reason why we do what, most of what we do here at the podcast to bring truth to the forefront and just say, you guys wake up. You got to start looking at what's going on. Stop hiding and start getting out there and doing something. So I love that you guys are doing something. And I love that you're supporting these brave men and women uh, who are out there on the front lines and uh, coming with a way to support their families. And so we're just praying for you and I'd love to see it uh, continue. So Janelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You guys, for more information on Police Wives of America, go to the show notes today at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, or you can find their website at policewivesofamerica.org. I just want to encourage you, a lot of you guys have kids at home right now, um, you know, get out some construction paper and have them write a note, a card of encouragement. I get cards of encouragement here at the podcast and I've gotten several this summer and I'm telling you what, they always put a smile on my face. There's something really precious about especially children and those of you who are just want to say, Hey, thank you. We're praying for you. We appreciate you. Uh, You're not alone. And they really need to hear it probably now more than ever before. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate it when you leave reviews for the podcast and for my books at Amazon. You guys, thank you so much for doing that. That's really helping me out in the middle of the Rona when I'm not traveling uh, like I would like to. So thanks for doing that. You can also support the podcast financially. I will link back to that in the show notes today. Have a great weekend, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.